What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. I'm back, and we are doing our daily Devo in James. We're in chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. Boy, James is bringing it, and he's about to bring it again, man. He's about to bring it again. The first words of this one kind of sticks out, man. Woo, woo. But anyway, yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I hope you guys are too. So let's go ahead and jump into it. If you haven't read it yet, stop the tape, read it. If you have, let's go ahead and get it, man. James chapter 4, 4 through 6. What does it say? Well, James starts off by calling these people adulteresses. Adulteresses, man. He says, you adulteresses. And the reason he is saying this is because he's about to, he's going to explain. He is saying this is because they are turning away from the God that they are, they say they worship and love, and they are yearning after something else. See, the word it says, uh, he says, uh, friendship with the world is being enemy of God. And anybody who desires to be a friend with the world sets himself against God, sets himself or places himself or establishes himself as an enemy of God. And so it, it's it's um, what the idea of the Old Testament is continually that the people of God are um, being adulteresses because they're going after these idols. And so being a friend with the world is, 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 is trying to set yourself against God. And why is this? I think the thing that we're talking about when we say the world here is these systems that have been constructed in the world by sin. Not the things that God has created in the world to make it beautiful and wonderful, uh, but it's the sin nature, the corruption of sin that is controlling the world. I think John would say it's the lust of the eyes, of the flesh. That, that's what the, the world is, if you read in 1 John. It is the evilness that's in the world that uh, sets itself against God. And so whatever sets itself against God is an enemy of God. And if we love that thing, then we are setting ourselves as enemies of God. And so this, this word also friendship, it's, uh, it's, it's something that maybe now we don't too much uh, comprehend or understand. And there's a good book uh, called the Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you've heard of it, but there's a friendship in that between Frodo and uh, Sam Wise, that is just so powerful. A person who is there thick and thin to the end with an intimacy and a care that is beyond understanding, it seems like. The same way within the scriptures where it talks about Jonathan and David, that they have this kinship with each other that is just, it's just tied together. And that's what it means to be a, a friend of the world. It's we're tying ourselves together with the things of the world what it believes is good and, and how it believes things should be carried out and and its desires and we're saying that is what we want to become or what we want to be a part of you see earlier james in chapter one talks about how we are to be helping the people in the world seeing the people that are in need and then blessing them but we're to be kept uh, unstained from this world and see here, he's saying that we're adulteresses because we're not doing that unstaining part. We may be going into the world trying to help them, though I doubt that's what they're doing. They're going into the world trying to indulge in it rather than to help it. But 
one thing that we have to remember is it's a part of us to be in the world helping those in need, but to not be touched by its uh, impurity. A difficult thing by all means. But if we love this world, if we care for its desires and want to participate in it wholeheartedly, then we make ourselves to be an enemy of God. And it's important because James says, so the scripture says in vain, it says, and this right here, this is a very, very difficult passage to kind of understand. If you read multiple translations, you'll see them translated in a multiple of different ways. It's because they're trying to understand the uh, the construction of the sentence. And uh, I'm not going to go through it like uh, a whole lot on all the ways that it was translated that you can see if you read through the different ways. I'm just going to translate it in the way that I read it and then uh, what I've come to understand it to be. And uh, if you have any questions, man, go ahead and put those in the comments and I'll try and try and answer them or try and see what you think about this passage in that way too. But it says, but, but God desires jealously for the spirit that he's put to dwell in you. And so I think what that means is that God really cares for the person that he has made us to be. And so that's why it's such a damaging thing for us to be friends with the world and enemies with God, because he desires so jealously for us to be with him. He is a jealous God in the scriptures. And that's why uh, that's why God does the things that he does. That's why he punishes, because he wants us to recognize the, the fault that we're falling in. But that's also why. And this is it. He says, but he gives a greater grace. This is also why he sent his son Christ to die for us. This is why he sent the son, the savior to die for us on the cross is because he jealously desires for us that much. It says he gives a greater grace. He says that God uh, resists the proud, but gives grace to those who are humble. And so, man, let us I almost I almost started off on what he's about to say next. But uh, yeah, let us humble our hand. Let us humble ourselves before God. Let us humble ourselves before God. What is the scripture saying about God? Well, uh, like I said earlier, I think it means that God truly cares for us. He truly loves us. He desires for us, man. He desires for us. But then also he is opposed to to the sin of this world, the corruption, the power, the overarching power of sin in this world. He is opposed to it. And uh, going back to First John, if, if you went through that with us, if not, man, you should go check it out. It's good too. But it says that he sent his son to undo the power of the sin that is in this world. He sent his son to do that. That is how much, so much that he desires for us. That is so much that he jealously desires for our spirit. What does it say about man? Is that, dude, we can't love God and we can't love the world. Those two things are mutually exclusive. If you set yourself as a, uh, a person that cares for the world, then you set yourself as a person who is an enemy of God. These two things do not connect, and we have to know that. Well, what is the application for today? Well, I think it's for us to recognize whose side we're on. Who are we setting ourselves up with? Who are we establishing? I think that's actually what this word 
means. It's not only set ourselves up, but it's to establish. Where are you putting your pole? Where are you putting your flag at? Are you in the side of God or are you in the side of the world? Those are big implications. And so the question is, that's why it says uh, he gives a greater grace by a spirit. And how does he give that grace? Well, he gives it by a son. But then it's also the responsiveness of us. And how do we position ourselves? How do we set our flag? How do we establish ourselves as either friends of God or friends of the world? Well, we humiliate ourselves. We humble ourselves. Because if we humble ourselves, then we give we get the grace. When we recognize the authority of God, His goodness and His wonder for us, we, we receive the grace. But when we think that we are um, above all that, we boast in our own selves, then God sets Himself against us. God opposes us. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode.